Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Talik. Today, I have a special guest today. If you'd like to introduce yourself, my man, just introduce yourself to the people. Yeah, what's up? Uh, my name is Jordan McCullough. I am a native to Nashville, Tennessee, and I am singer, songwriter, worship leader. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, thank you for coming on, being a guest on the podcast um so let's just get it started my first question to you i ask this question all the time right and i feel like it's repetitive um but it's a question that i must ask every time somebody comes on here um how's your mental health um right now i'm actually pretty good um (laughs) i think mental health is a daily thing that we all go through um but for right now in this exact moment i can say that i'm good that's good, man. That's good. Um, would you like this? Can you share your story if you have like any mental health struggles? Like share like what you've been through? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, growing up, um, I come from, of course, a very uh, traditional family when it comes to the U.S. family. Um, single family home. <clears throat> and then uh, growing up as the church boy, that's what I was <laughs> claimed to be. Um, my differences were always put aside because I didn't have anyone uh, any other friends that kind of got religion like I did at a young age. Um, yeah. So growing up with that, having insecurities, of course, <clears throat> with my weight and feature appearances and things like that created a lot of mental blocks and, and unhealthy habits that I established over the years, even as an adult now, um, struggling with that every time I look in the mirror. So for sure, mental health is something I struggle with daily, um, <clears throat> mainly my insecurities. And then um, I'm, I'm alone all the time. So I stay in my head a lot which can also be detrimental to mental health. So um, absolutely, those are the experiences that I that I face right now, but yeah. Yeah, man, thank you for um, sharing it. Thank you for sharing it. Um, my struggle, you know, with mental health, you know, started when I was a young kid, you know, two of my cousins, um, my cousins molested me and I didn't deal with that till like, you know, I got older, way older. So now like I'm dealing with it, trying to heal from it. So, you know, mental health just, to be honest, just became really, really important to me like two years ago, two or three years ago, yeah. But I didn't take it like full on, like with until I like met Nami. If it wasn't for Nami, West County PA, I don't think I would be doing mental health, you know. Like, I, yeah, you know, thankful. I'm so thankful for them for giving me a platform to like facilitate support groups or just like talk about mental health, talk, whatever, talking at schools, the kids, like, you know, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be on this journey. I probably wouldn't even have this podcast, which is crazy. <laughs> so I'm so thankful for, to them. So my next question to you, um, growing up, was it okay not to be okay for you? Um, <clears throat> absolutely. I was very, uh, I was very confident kid, actually. I didn't know that that's what I was doing at the time, um, being okay with not being okay. Um, I was always the encourager of my, of my friend group. So I was always the one that people came to when they had issues and had problems. Um, yeah. So I was the biggest advocate for being okay, but not being okay. And knowing that it's okay not to be okay. Um, as I got older, I became to grow that mental awareness. Um, <clears throat> but absolutely, I, I firmly believe that it's okay not to be okay. That's good, man. Um, I know certain households are different where you grow up. You know, some 
are allowed to be okay. Some are allowed, you know, you got to put that tough hysteria. Like, you know, my, my grandma raised me. So, like, I feel like I never seen her, like, sad or cry or yeah. anything. <laughs> or cry at funerals, cry at funerals. But I never seen her sad. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like I had to be tough. Like, you know, don't hold this in, don't hold this in and stuff like that. Uh, my next question for you, you know, there's a stigma surrounding mental health, right? And there's a big stigma surrounding men's mental health. So what do you say to um, the stigma surrounding men's mental health? You know, we can't cry. We can't be sad. We can't be weak. Like, what do you say to that? Yeah, absolutely. My, my point of view specifically comes from not only the men's mental health point of view, but also um, the stigma behind crossing religion, seeking God's help and also professional help. Um, the Bible tells us to be wise <clears throat> in our decisions. So um, that's that's the point of view that I come from. Of course, growing up as an African-American um, in this world, that's just what we do. We have to put on this front of, um, although my mom raised me to be, you know, show my emotions, you can't do it in front of everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, being a man and not being able to cry, not being able to say how I truly feel without the, the fingers being pointed back at me, um, never allowed to be the victim. Um, that was a that was a big thing. But um, I think it's very important that we know now as adults, um, being an example to show that we can also incorporate God with our mental health um, and professional health. Um, it's very, very important that if you do seek professional help for mental health, yeah. like I have, um, find people that understand you on all boundaries, not just what you're going through at that moment, but maybe uh, where you hope to see yourself. Um, definitely connect with people that have similar interests with you. Um, <clears throat> specifically myself, like I said, religion is a big thing for me. So um, my my uh, therapist, actually, um, we have the same point of views on that as well. So being able to mesh that threshold together. Um, question, you say, so how, question for you, like therapy, you know, how important is therapy for you? I know you said you have a therapist and me, I have a therapist, but like when, I, like when I search for therapists, like my, you know, my prerogative, you know, like I search, it has to be faith based, you know. Yeah. I don't know if your therapist is like that. They gotta like believe in God because I need both sides: I need the therapy side, I need the God side. You know, right? So how, how important therapy? I mean, what can you tell us? How important is therapy to you? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the biggest thing is that the word therapy scares a lot of people. They hear therapy and they think one thing. Um, therapy could be a friendship, a relationship, mentorship. It doesn't have to just be literal therapy. Um, therapy is an act. It is something that is a result of something. Um, <clears throat> so I, I feel, you know, a major part of my well-being and mental health has come from therapy. Um, I'm the non-traditional side of therapy. I like to do my virtual uh, therapy. I'm not really an in-person type therapy guy, but um, yeah, I started out a couple of years ago when I was just, I found myself at a very questionable time. Um, I felt like I couldn't wait for God to answer what I was trying to go through. So I was like, okay, let me seek professional help. Somebody, you know, someone that's actually in the flesh and um, they helped me navigate to get back to God and and uh, navigate virtually how to get through the obstacles I was facing at the time. Yeah. Yeah, therapy is a must, guys. If you are struggling, make sure you guys, you know, have God or your religion and therapy. You know, I'm going to say religion. Kind of everybody believes a different thing. You know, religion and therapy is a, is a must, you know. Um, before I get to the next question, I want to say anybody out there that's struggling with suicidal thoughts or suicide ideation, there is a crisis hotline number that you can call at 988. That is the new number, 988. It's so easy to call. 
you know anybody struggling after you're struggling yourself make sure you call that number 988 my next question for you have you ever had any thoughts of suicide or like any deep depression um i have had deep depression i've never uh contemplated suicide i've had thoughts of wondering what it would be like if you know i got the attention if something like that were to happen um but no i i've never um had those 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 thoughts come across but i will say um speaking to anyone who may you know like you said be questioning it or just concerned or maybe having those suicidal thoughts um not only for you but for people to learn the signs be aware learn how to notice things learn how to um accept and 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 see gestures from certain people how they react to certain things it's also our duty to be the community for people that may be going through um not only are they trying to cry out for help but we can also notice those signs early on um so doing our part to be educated even though we may not feel the same way but although we may not be depressed um, it's also good for us as friends and community to learn those signs that's so good, man. Like I said, guys, um, anybody struggling out there with suicide, suicide prevention lifeline, or any deep depression, you can call them. You could be bored, lonely, just need someone to talk to. You can call the number 98. You know, my I myself has struggled, you know, and attempted suicide before. You know, by the of God that I'm still here. You know, I guess God has another plan for my life that I'm still here, you know, just like you have to suffer alone, guys, just make sure you reach out to somebody, you know, I try to do that more, even though some of my friends probably don't want to hear me say I'm struggling with suicide, I don't know if they want to hear me say it, but you know, I, I notice that a lot more now that I'm saying, hey, I don't want to be here, or just saying stuff like that, you know, it, one time I used to keep it to myself and battle alone, but the fact that I'm reaching out to some people, you know, is dope, you know, um, my next question for you, um, there's like no, I don't know if I think this is a tech on a church, but what do you think? I know some churches like real good, they do real good talking about mental health, but what can you do? What do you think churches can do to um, talk more about mental health? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I think, um, and then this is just me speaking from my personal experience right now, um, yeah. the church that I attend, um, my church does a great job at pushing community and getting people around you. Yes. You aren't going to know um, until you have people around you. If you're constantly by yourself, with yourself, uh, being at yourself, um, you're constantly, you have no one else to go to. Um, <clears throat> you have no other experiences to hear hear about. You have no other testimonies to, to experience. Yeah. So um, my, my church does a great job. We may not you know, force it right off the bat saying, hey, focus on mental health. But we will say, one, that we believe in a God that can um, deny any forms of depression. <clears throat> but also, we're going to push community to you so that we can get you into small groups so that we can get around you and figure out what's going on with you in life. Not only are we after your heart, but we're after your mind as well. So we want to make sure that everything is whole and 100 um, percent for God. So yeah, for sure. Churches, I think, should be should should really rely on the community aspect of it. People think that coming to church is just like a hospitable thing, like, oh, we have to do it or it's a routine. Um, there can be some real peace that you can find with the people that God placed in your life, especially from church. So, yeah, Christian yeah. community is a big thing for me. Yes, this um, community is important. Definitely is important. You know, they, I learned as a church, um, you can't, you're not meant to do life alone. Every time somebody says that, I think, yeah. about, <laughs> saying, I think about the state of the church. So that's like real dope. Um, my next question for you, um, um, what are your 
go-to worship songs that can help your mental health? You know, I'm going to say mine as well. I'm going to let you go first. What's some go-to songs that you be like, I'm feeling depressed, but as soon as I got this song going, I just feel way, way better. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Well, I can go first if you don't got it. If you don't got it, I can go first. Uh, well, I'll I tell you, I actually started this thing. Um, if you guys ever need to have some songs or worship songs that you can reference back to, you guys can follow me. All my social media platforms, Jordan and Music. I've actually started a Worship Wednesday um, weekly where I talk about the songs that get me through the week. Um, and wow. my one of my top songs right now is uh, Something Has to Break, uh, specifically the Red Rocks <laughs> Worship and Kiara Shared Version. Um, that song, I, I believe in commands. I believe in saying exactly what it is. And if I believe it, something truly has to break. <laughs> um, but that song for sure gets me through it and gets me going. <laughs> I love that. I actually love that song. I love that song. Um, this, you saw this version with them two together, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> so good. <laughs> what about you? Um, do I have to pick a top, a top song? Oh, wow. Um... <laughs> I would say, let me see, hold on. So, let me see, because I got to worship playing this on Apple Music. Right now, oh, I know the song. I just don't, I got to find the name of the people. That's okay. It's a song called by Legacy Worship, None Like You. Oh, yeah. That song, man, are, have you heard that song before? I have, yeah, that's a good one. That song, yo, like I listened to it on YouTube, watched Dante Bowie, Bowie see it. Yeah. Wow, that song just like yeah, that's all. It's, it's a toss up between that and too good not to believe, right? Because like I love at the end, Brandon Lake is an amazing songwriter and singer. Um, at the end when he says, like, it's crazy. I was telling somebody, I said, you know, like my mom passed away from cancer, and he's like, I see cancer disappear. And I know like a lot of people have different versions of that song because like I know he did a version with Cody. And they had to change the lyrics or something like that because some people were out there. I think people were complaining. Don't get, I hope I'm not wrong, but I think people were saying that this ne they never seen it happen. But the crazy thing I was telling somebody, I was like, you know, I like even though I prayed for my mom, you know, got to hit my mom. I didn't see cancer disappear from her, but I still believe that he could do it for somebody else. Like that song is powerful. Like I love that song. That is my song right there. I just like the I like the bridge part, but you know, that's my song. Yeah, that's two songs that get me through. They would definitely get me through the day. Yeah, they would definitely get me through my day. Absolutely, I agree. Um, my next question for you: uh, What are some coping skills that you can tell somebody that's listening? Like, what's some coping skills you like? You know, this is what I do. You know, or some stuff that you may know to help them with their mental health. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, of course, my number one thing is music. So, I will always have music going, no matter what it is. If I'm down, I'm turning on music. If I'm happy, I'm turning on music. Um, that's just the root of my soul. Um, but also finding something that I gravitate towards. So I love cooking. So I have noticed myself um, when I'm alone in those times or I'm upset or something like that, I get up and go cook. <laughs> Some may say that that's not all best thing because you know you're eating out of bad habits but i love yeah. cooking i love serving i love you know doing things like that so finding something that you really like to do that brings you joy that you can just change the atmosphere in a second um not to dwell in yeah. how you feel knowing that one it still is okay to not be okay but don't dwell in it don't sit there and let it consume you understand be aware how you're feeling let it let it be in the presence know how it is let someone know but don't dwell in it that that can be, be become very dangerous find something that you like to do and and change the atmosphere yo i totally agree with you bro like with the whole cooking thing so like my friend um 
like when I was depressed, I like to go on TikTok and learn recipes and stuff like that, right? I go on TikTok, I learn recipes, TikTok or Instagram, rep recipes. And I think when I make it and it tastes good, it makes me feel good. Then like I'm the type of person when I make it, I gotta give people a taste. So I'm taking something to work. Yeah. <laughs> like I made some stuffed salmon with crab meat and shrimp in there. And my friend, like I was like, you gotta taste these. Like, that's too expensive. You know, you and I didn't realize what he was saying at first. And I was like, damn, like crab meat and salmon cost a lot. I didn't like realize what he was saying, but I love to cook. And bring the word like, hey, what y'all think of this and stuff like that? It makes me feel like really, really good. So I understand yeah. that cooking yep. part. Um, before we go, right? I do. What um, what's next for you? Like, what's going on with you? Like, what's going on with Jordan? Like, what's going on? So everybody where your church is. So that's this. They might want to come see your church, man, and you know, come visit. Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, my church is called Zeal. Um, so it's Zeal Church. We actually are, um, our worship team has putting projects out at the moment. So uh, you guys go stream those. We have dropped two singles in the last two months um, under Zeal Worship. So go listen to those. Those would definitely get you through. Um, but what's next for me is um, I, whatever God has for me, I definitely have some plans to um, focus on the uplifting of our community. Um, we always want to think big. And, and think about how we can change the world when the change needs to happen in our city, down our streets, in our neighborhoods. That's where the change starts. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely hoping that God can give me the grace to go out and, and just serve the people of my community. Um, and not only through worship, through song, through my examples and testimonies, um, but, but just, you know, whatever that I can do to serve the community, that's what I want to do. Um, but I have to have nothing really specific that I'm working on at the moment, but Hey, listen, I'm, I'm open to it. God use me. <laughs> yeah. I do have a favor before we go. Do you yeah. think, you know, in your hearts, you could sing a little line of something has to break. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I could definitely do that. Sing a line that, you know, ministers to you. Hopefully it will minister to somebody else. You know, I love that song. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. That is a great song. Um, I encourage anyone who's never heard it before to uh, definitely go listen to it. Um, but sure, yeah. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Feel it in this room. Holy Spirit move. Because when you have your way, something has to break. Tear down every lie. Set the wrong thing right. Cause when you have your way, something has to break. Something has to break. Ooh, I could go in right now. And <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen, man. That, you're going to listen to that song on my way to work tomorrow morning now. That is my song. It's, it plays on my, like, shuffle list. And, like, I listen to both, like, I listen to Keith. Um, Kiera version by herself and I listen to Ray Rock's version by herself, right? And yeah. when they collab together, I was like, what? Yeah, what? yeah, for sure. What? And What's going on? <laughs> I'll say too, if you guys are in the Nashville area or you are close by, Red Rocks is actually uh, doing a tour right now and Zeal Worship will be opening for them uh, when they come to Nashville. So if you guys are in the area, come and see us and come hang out with us. Are y'all going like a lot of states and stuff like that? City and states? Uh, Red Rocks is going on tour. We're just doing the opener for Nashville. It's September 15th. 
Um, so tickets, information, all that's on their website and, and, and uh, socials and things like that. But yeah, come out and see us. Yes, guys, make sure y'all go see them. I heard the singing in here. Red Rocks Worship is awesome. I listen to them. Make sure you guys follow Jordan. Which is, tell me your Instagram and Facebook or Twitter, whatever you want them to follow you with. Yeah, it's all Jordan M Music. So there's two M's, but yeah, Jordan M Music. Yes, man. Thank you for being a guest on here, my brother. Thank you so much. Blessings with your voice and telling your story. You know, just speaking about mental health, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's great what you're doing. Thank you.